I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. Waterworld was a little too laid back for you. Um, kind of going back to form, I suppose. A little bit more upbeat, a little bit more up-tempo music this time. Waterworld was really good, don't get me wrong, I like it. But it's a little out of my wheelhouse, but it was just kind of too good to share after I stumbled upon the damn thing. So, anyway, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Escatos. A, that is E-S-C-H-A-T-O-S. Escatos is a vertical scrolling shooter that released April 7th, 2011 for the Xbox 360. It was developed by a developer named Cute, uh, Q-U-T-E, which by itself, I think the name is pretty cute. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, they started off making a few shooters for, get this, of all things, the Wonder Swan Color. <laughs> and they're still active today, with Natsuki Chronicles being the most recent release for Windows and the Xbox One. I have actually seen Natsuki Chronicles and pondered getting it, and then saw it was like $42 and some odd amount of change, and decided I don't think I can justify spending $40 on a shmup in 2020. So, anyway, uh, there's a PlayStation 4 port uh, in the works as well. Some of their other uh, Wonder Swan Color stuff you can actually play on Steam if you wanted to. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the composer is Yosuke Yasui. He worked on Everblue 2, Zatch Bell, um, Amato Battles, if you've... I've never seen Zatch Bell. Do yourself a favor and look up any image of this cursed-looking show. It looks like basically like a Pokemon thing, but with uh, marionettes. It's kind of horrifying. Anyway, uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes he contributed to, a few Naruto games, and Lost in Blue 2 and 3 for the DS. Uh, the thing I find most interesting about the game itself is it's one continuous thing, basically. You start off on Earth, you fly out to Earth's orbit, and then near the moon where the enemy mothership is is where you end up. It's kind of a cool idea that keeps the game moving at a rather brisk pace and kind of lends itself well to the soundtrack itself. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's listen to the first piece of music from this one, and that is The Sign.
The sign is the main menu music. Um, nothing really crazy going on with it. It just has a feeling of a song you'd be listening to before a mission briefing. It's catchy, but, you know, again, not a whole lot to it because it really doesn't need to be because you're not going to be listening to it for too, too long. So anyway, why don't we go ahead and let's move on to the first stage theme, and that is Silver Lining. Silver Lining is probably the most well-known track from the game itself, as it plays through the first four areas of the game, so if you're kind of learning how to play the game, you're probably going to be hearing this a lot as you die and have to restart. A good shooter soundtrack, in my opinion, matches the game as it goes on, and Escatos does this well for the most part. Silver Lining sort of eases into it, uh, giving us a good sense of confidence for the first few areas before really laying it on us. And when it really lays it on you, it does it with Massive X, which is the next track we're going to be listening to, and that plays during boss fights.
So not only does Massive X, which could be Massive Cross, considering the naming convention of when an X is in a title of something, sometimes it means cross in Japanese, I don't really know, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's Massive X in this instance, but yeah, who knows. Anyway, uh, not only does it play during the first boss, it will also play in two other areas, and that's in 15 and 20 during boss fights there. The intensity gets ramped up and really helps with focusing on the task at hand. The tonal shift between it and Silver Lining makes it clear you need to focus, but like most good boss themes in a shooter, it's still a bit upbeat, giving you that little bit of a boost of confidence you might need that if you concentrate, you're still going to make it through. Once you get through that boss, though, it's on to areas 6 through 11, where we're going to hear Survive. Survive is still fairly intense, but it kind of seems to trade off the faster, more peppy sounds of Silver Lining for something that focuses more on, I guess, concentration? Focuses on focus, if you will. Eh, real dumb, sorry. Anyway, uh, don't get me wrong, it's still peppy, you might find yourself zipping along the screen a little bit more confidently, but there's a bit of something there that I can't quite put my finger on that slows you down so you're paying more attention to what you're doing. It could be that it's a little bit slower than Silver Lining that gives it that vibe, but I'm not really 100% sure about that. Either way, the next track really slows down things, and that's going to be Point of No Return. <laughs>
Point of No Return plays through areas 12 through 15, and I feel like it's got a little bit more of a traditional sci-fi sound than the stuff we've heard thus far. Mostly at the beginning, as it starts to sound a little bit more like the rest of the soundtrack as we go on. It's a little slower than the rest, but doesn't quite add that sense of danger or necessary concentration that shooter soundtracks kind of give you at around the midpoint to them. I like this one a lot. It just feels a little off I suppose. It does lead back into Massive X so I guess I can forgive it for doing that anyway. So after uh, hearing Massive X one more time, if you really want to go to, just uh, yeah, just pretend we just played it. So yeah, there you go. And after that, we are going to be on to the next one, which is Stellar Light.
How about another tonal shift? <sighs> Stellar Light, which will play us through areas 16 through 19, starts off remarkably slow, really playing up the Yamaha synth sound, really making me think of the Mega Drive there too. It does pick up at around 52 seconds in, but slows back down. This is kind of an odd duck in the soundtrack. It gives hints that it blends in with the rest of the soundtrack, but this one really kind of stands on its own like kind of the first whole minute of it after it picking up at the 52 second mark it does sound more like it fits in with both sound and tempo but that first minute is kind of jarring almost making the track a little hard to digest i suppose it feels like it's kind of wedged into this soundtrack i don't know it's maybe not having played uh skatos in jeez, i don't know how many years now but i mean it's been quite a while i played it on the 360 so you know not when it was contemporary but maybe a couple of years after it came out so my memory is a little fuzzy, and I probably should have, um, you know, maybe watched a walk or a playthrough of this thing rather than just sitting here trying to figure it out in my head. But hey, whatever. That's where we are, and that's what you guys love me for, right? Is just my uh, off the uh, cuff type of trying to think of game stuff because I'm really good at that. Anyway, uh, why don't we go ahead and just uh, move on? So after hearing Massive X one more time, yep, that's right, Massive X plays after this one. Uh, we're gonna be on to Rush Into. <laughs>
rush into uh, playing through areas 21 through 23 takes far less time to get going. There's really some good percussion going on in the background that really holds things together on this one. It does a really good job of fitting into the vibe of the rest of the soundtrack, but it also kind of adds a little bit more of that sci-fi vibe that we started seeing in Point of No Return. I guess that shift happens when you leave Earth and becomes more prominent the further away you get, which is a nice effect that I didn't really realize until I just kind of parsed that together just now. Uh, really good at this. Anyway, um, it's a really cool effect that really is going to get hammered home in our next one, which is Unknown Pulse. talk about some sci-fi synth oh there you go this uh plays through areas 24 through 25 so 24 and 25 i don't know why i said through but anyway uh there's not a whole lot to this one but it's ominous as hell it's also super creepy and that percussion that comes in about the 55 second mark really adds something to it it's a weird mix of both creepy and once that percussion kicks in fast pace that you normally don't find in songs that kind of like give you that weird ominous feel Look, just make sure you're settled in, uh, because we're going with something completely different, and the transition is, let's say, jarring. <laughs> I'm going to play the next two, Extermination and Scream Out, back-to-back, -back, as they transition into one another pretty well. That, and they're both fairly short. Uh, so anyway, uh, here's Extermination and Scream Out, followed right away. You will probably figure out very easily uh, which one uh, becomes which, just because, well, you'll find out. <laughs>
I swear I'm going to get whiplash from this soundtrack. Uh, going from Unknown Pulse to Extermination is uh, a little bit of a tonal shift, we'll say. Playing a little on the rest of the soundtrack, it also throws in some hard rock sound to it. It's a bit of a strange combination, but it works out really well. In a soundtrack with some really good stuff, this is definitely up there amongst my favorites. Um, Scream Out, uh, the literal scream as Extermination ends, uh, leads us into Scream Out, is a nice touch, leading into some rather heavy-sounding riffs. It's extremely brief, though, and leads into more or less sound effects, but hey, we're just going to go ahead and roll with it. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and let's listen to the next one, and that is the ending theme, and that is Claire de Luna. Don't confuse this with the classical piece with the same name. It might give you a vibe of being a version of something that sounds a little bit more like a classical piece translated to an FM synthesizer, but near as I can tell, it's a unique piece for Escatos. It's also French, uh, which if I'm remembering correctly, translates to Moonlight, seen as how the ending credit sequence shows you and a few other surviving ships uh, from the front flying back to Earth with the moon to your back is a pretty fitting name. Again, I don't think this is based on anything in particular, but if I'm wrong, feel free to hit me up on Twitter to let me know. And uh, let's go ahead and let's move on to the last couple pieces here. They're both remixes of tracks from the game. So first up is Survive, PSG, and OPL plus, or OPLL plus Mix.
So when you first heard Survive a few minutes ago, back in the beginning of this podcast, did you wonder what Survive would sound like on something like, say, an MSX? Well, here you go. That's uh, kind of exactly what this sounds like. I always like hearing what composers of game music would do with a more limited tool set. Yuzo Koshiro does this when he works on the Etrian Odyssey games. Actually, come to think of it, I think he actually composes on the PC-88 first and then modernizes the tracks. It's a cool idea, rearranging your own stuff for more modern systems. And as far as I can tell, Yasui did this one and worked backwards. I think my favorite thing about this is how it transitions from a more standard chiptune sound to an FM synth sound, uh, kind of mid-song. It's done really well, and the transition is very smooth, considering the rather substantial difference in the sound. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the thing that's kept me listening to the soundtrack for a long time, and that is Silver Lining, the special arranged version.
you listen to the now-retired Games and Junk podcast, you'll probably remember me playing this more than a few times as the introduction music. This arrangement is done by Ryo Yonemitsu, uh, someone who has an exhaustive list of stuff he's worked on over the years. And near as I can tell, he handles arrangements more than compositions. But the list of things he's had his hands on over the decades is, let's say, enormous. He's worked on a lot of arrangements for e-songs over the years, so needless to say, I can now kind of connect the dots on why I like this arrangement so much. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that'll wrap things up for this episode. Eh, look at me putting out uh, episodes on time. I'm getting good at this again. As always, uh, please go to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk to support the show, Multimedia Failure, and everything else we have on the Games and Junk Network. Um, you know, including occasional ratings that I don't really do too much anymore because I've got this and a couple other things in the, you know, works. Anyway, uh, you can kick in any amount you want, uh, anything from a dollar to whatever your heart desires. But if you kick in five bucks, you'll get a special thank you for your support, like Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, and Josh Carpenter have done for me. You will also get early access to the shows when that happens. I, you know, sometimes I'm running behind on the editing, but whatever. A special feed for all the podcasts we do on the Games and Junk Network, also at a higher bit rate, and includes bonus segments on Multimedia Failure and the occasional bonus episode of Rock Out With Your Card Out. I'm not saying there's one coming up, but maybe there is something pertaining to this episode in particular that might uh, pique your interest if you like the soundtrack and want some more Rock Out With Your Card Out. So for now, I think that's everything. I just want to go ahead and thank you for the continued support of this show. If you can't kick in any money, tell a friend, share the show on social media, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and if you do that, please let me know and I might have a little something-something for you. All of that helps. And again, thanks for listening to Rocket With Your Card Out. There's more than a few other video game music podcasts out there, so you choosing to listen to this thing is humbling. So that'll wrap things up on my end, and again, I just want to thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Great! I knew that groove was in your heart.